What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Ablaze Youth Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at We Are Ablaze. So tonight we're going to be talking about a little thing called worries, anxieties, fears, emotions, thoughts, and all the mess of this world, right? The things that we deal with on a daily basis, those things that try to weigh us down. And I want here to tell you that God does not want you to be weighed down by any of that. Amen. So we're just going to jump right in because I believe it's important and we just need to get right into it. So over in the book of Matthew chapter 6, starting over in the verse 25, we're going to go through 34 out of the NLT. It says, this, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he certainly cares for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. If you guys will bow your heads real quick, I wanna pray for this message. Father God, I just thank you so much as we dig into this word tonight. Lord, I believe that you're going to help us understand that we can trust you with our cares. We can trust you with our burdens. We can trust you with our anxieties, Father God, because you are a close, loving God that wants to be in a relationship with us and you want there to be trust here, Father God. And I thank you that we will be inspired and we'll be encouraged and better in our relationship with you tonight. Amen. Oh, time to wake up. Is it? Oh gosh, I like that, Jameer. Ready? You're ready to go. I like it, buddy. So worries, fears, anxieties, cares, all these things, they bother us and they can be weighty, but sometimes it's easy to be overwhelmed by these thoughts and allow these thoughts and these feelings to really take a hold of us and burden us. I mean, who realizes that the past couple years have been a little bit crazy? You know, we've had some issues with the global pandemic, racial injustices, uh, rumors of wars, actual wars, uh, killer bees, you know, the list just goes on. And then not even mention that on the global scale of things, you got your own personal crap that you're dealing with, right? Painting it plain for you. You You got issues, you got things going on, you got relationships, you got school, you got this and that and the other. And all these things, if we're not careful, they can cause us to be weighted down and it can even cause us to not be effective in our walk with God, not be effective in our calling that God has called us to. Is that right? Sometimes these things in our lives can actually hold us down and keep us from going forward in what God wants for our lives. And so I know there's this giant obstruction to your view of me. I feel like, does this look weird? Like, I don't know. I feel like kind of like I'm in a fishbowl type situation. So there's this big old vessel of water here. And I, and I don't want to take credit for this illustration because I can't, because it's not mine. I just happened to stumble upon it. And I thought it was really cool. Apparently, if you take a vessel of water and you take a regular can of soda 
and you take a diet can of soda, something very different will happen to these sodas when they hit the water. If you take a regular can of soda, it will sink to the bottom. But if you take a diet can of soda, it will float to the top. I got really nervous there, guys. I was like, is it going to go down? (laughs) I tested this earlier because I had to make sure. So isn't that crazy? The, the regular one's going to the bottom, but the diet one's going to the top. And, and really the only difference between these two cans is one has sugar and the other does not. So the sugar is weighing this Coke or this, I mean, I know it's not a Coke. It's a Dr. Pepper, but we're from Alabama. So we call everything Cokes, right? Hey, Amen. <laughs> right? What's up, Xavier? What you got? What you call it? A pop? Okay. All right. We can, we can have a drawing later to figure out who gets the soda at the end of this illustration here. It's been sitting out for a good minute. I don't know that you want room temperature and then possibly, uh, water's pretty cold. It might be cold at the end of this. Anyway, so this, the sugar has weighed this soda down. Now I understand the way I'm about to explain this illustration might bother some people because people would be like, look, Sugar's good. Sugar's better. And sugar is necessary. We need sugar. Here, I'm here to tell you that all soda is probably awful for you anyway. But, you know, moderation. You know, be careful. It's going to be fine. It's all right. You know, take care of yourself. Take care of your body. But the things of this life that we deal with, like our worries and our cares and our emotions and our thoughts and all these things that we try to take care of ourselves, we try to do these things to make our life better for ourselves. We try to do these things to make our life sweeter for ourselves like sugar. You know, we try to add these things or just try to accomplish these things in our own strength to make our life better because we think, look, if I can resolve this issue, if I can get over this anxiety, if I can get over this fear, if I can solve this problem, my life will be better. But what happens is when we get so focused on that problem, it holds us back in our relationship with God because we trust ourselves more than we trust God. Because when we release those anxieties, when we release those fears, when we release those things unto God, we are no longer pulled down, but we're lifted up. And we're able to go forward in what he calls us to do. It says, don't worry about today. Sorry, don't worry about tomorrow. Woo, almost messed it up. Don't worry about tomorrow because today is a trouble of its own. Preaching's hard, guys. It's a good time. It's fine. No big deal. But really, don't even worry about today. You know what? It's fine. I'll steer into that too. Don't worry about today. Don't worry about tomorrow. This moment. Think about this moment, you know? Nailed it. Saved it. It's fine. God wants to be present with you in this moment. God doesn't want you to be distracted, weighed down, worried about all these other things that that are going to cause you to be ineffective, held back, weighed down. He wants you free. He wants you to be able to flow with him and be led by him and not restrained by anything of your own mind. So over in the book of 1 Peter 5, 6 through 8, and before we get there, I, I do want to say this. It's not that like the things that we care about and our emotions, they're very real. And I'm not trying to belittle that. I'm not trying to belittle that your situation or your circumstances is not very a real thing. And, and, and God does care. He, he knows that you care. And he wants you to be in an agreement with him that he's going to help you through it, okay? 
He's not trying to say it's all right, or he's not trying to say it's bad that you're thinking about your relationship, or it's bad that you're worried about school, or that you're bad, or that you're afraid of your parents' situation, and when you talk to them about this certain thing, he's trying to say, look, I get it, I understand, but give it to me. Your emotions are valid. The injustices are real. The problems are real. But God is the one that's gonna help us get through it. Through his love and his guidance and his compassion. Even with people, there's stupid people out there, guys. (laughs) A lot of stupid people doing a lot of stupid stuff and a lot of them are doing it in the name of Christianity. But that's not true and that's not good and that's not of God. And I don't mean to really bash on them today, but it's just, I feel like I needed to say it. God's gonna be the one to help us through it. We give it over to him and follow after him and he takes care of it. He leads us in those situations, all right? So over here in the book, 1 Peter 5, verse six through eight out of the Amplified Classic, it says, therefore humble yourselves, demote, lower yourselves in your own estimation under the mighty hand of God that in due time he may exalt you, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns once and for all on him. For he cares for you affectionately, cares about you watchfully, be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind, be vigilant and cautious at all times for that enemy of yours, the devil roams around like a a lion roaring in the fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. God wants our focus on him rather than ourselves. But the world, the devil, wants our focus on our problems rather than God. The reason that it says he comes around like a roaring lion is because it's really hard to ignore a lion roaring in your face. When a lion walks in the room, it's pretty obvious that a lion's in the room, right? If a lion came in this room tonight, we'd all be pretty freaked out. We probably would not be chilling right here. We'd be like, there's a lion in the back of the room. Everybody out. (laughs) And that's what the devil wants. That's what the world wants. The world wants to be like, look, you have anxiety. You can't do this. You are depressed. You will never have the joy of the Lord. You are stupid. You'll never have the wisdom of God. That is what the world wants you to think. That's what your mind wants you to think. That's what the enemy wants you to think, but that is wrong. And the reason that the devil does that is because he wants you weighted down, doing nothing, hurt and broken by your own weights and your own thoughts and your own emotions and not ever doing anything about it. He wants you to stay in this place. And what God is saying is, look, I'm bigger than the lion. I'm bigger than the, he's already won. That's what's crazy about this whole thing is it says that God sits in the heavens and laughs at his enemies. Isn't that crazy? Like the devil can't actually do anything to you. He can just try to tell you that he can. He's trying to convince you that you're here, but you can be up here. And it's so easy, and I, and I don't want to belittle it, and I want to mean like it's so easy, and like it's just so easy, but it's so easy to be up here, to cast it all upon him, to cast it all upon him. You know, that scripture we read last week out of Philippians 4, 6, it says, cast your anxieties, pray about everything, be anxious about nothing, and then you experience the peace of God. So what we've got to do is cast all these things under God, and then we'll experience his peace. 
And then we'll be able to live this, this anxious free life, this worry free tomorrow life because we don't have to think about anything that could hold us down because God's already lifted us up. Over Proverbs 12, 25 out of the ESV, it says, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. And when I read this scripture, I immediately thought of what is the good word that makes me glad? God is for us and works everything together for our good. Over in Romans 8, 28 through 32, out of the NLT, it says, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. For God knew his people in advance. He chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And he has given them the right standing and gave them his glory. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare his, even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Meaning all these things that are going to mess in our life, all these things that we're dealing with, God is going to turn it for your good. Because none of that will prosper in your life. None of that will come against you in your life because God is over and he's destroyed anxiety. He's destroyed principalities. He's destroyed diseases. He's destroyed lack. He has overcome all of it. There is nothing in this world that can come against you because God is for you. And when we grab a hold of that truth, we can start to have, we've got to accept that as a truth for our life. Because it says that God works everything to the good of those that love him. And I believe that in the word love, there's trust. Typically when you love somebody, you trust that person. Like your mom and your dad, if you love them, you trust them. Now maybe there's some things you don't trust them with all of that. I get it. You know, I was a teenager once too. There's some things like, I'll tell you about that in 20 years or something. Like we'll talk about it later. It's no big deal. It's fine. Yeah, we'll get there. I trust you, mom. But hey, anyway, but like your best friend, like if that's like your best friend, like you tell them everything because you don't care what they think and they don't care what you think because they're your ride or die. They're your, your BFF, your only. I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I don't know the right word here. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there, I, I don't know. But like even with my wife, like I love my wife and she can come confide in me with anything. It doesn't make me think anything less than her. I trust her, I want the best for her. There's nothing that she can do that can make me be less interested in her, that make me be less for her. I want her to succeed regardless of the crap that she deals with. She can unload this mess on me and I can listen to it and it's not gonna affect the way I see her. Much like God, we can unload the mess of our life unto him, but he already sees us as righteous. Right standing with him because of what Jesus has done on the cross. We have been made righteous. Appointed, chosen, called for this purpose, guys. God's so good. He's so amazing. I love this in Matthew, Matthew 6. This whole section of scripture is just so good. I love where it talks about the birds don't worry about the food they're going to eat tomorrow. They don't need to store anything. And the lilies don't have to worry about how they're going to dress themselves because they're already so beautiful. We get it. You know, not everybody can be a lily. But you know what I mean? Like, hey, God created them for a purpose. And I believe this. I believe that all that said is because back in the beginning in Genesis, God created the animals. He called it good. God created the vegetation. He called it good. And I think, and I believe, and I pray, I'm inferring and reading into the scripture here a little bit, but they accepted what they were created to be. 
And they knew when they were created to be that thing that God would provide for them. So when we accept the fact that we've been created anew in Christ Jesus as righteous human beings, the examples and the fulfillment of God's love, he will provide what we need in our life. When we seek first the kingdom of God, when we seek first this relationship with God and then pursue that righteous lifestyle, we pursue that righteous identity, it says he will give us everything that we need. Not what we want, sometimes what we want, but it's really what we need. What do we need to be successful in this life? He'll give you what you want to, and that's within reason, you know, it's gotta line up biblically, but what you need to survive, what you need to fulfill your purpose, what you need to be successful, what you need in this life, God provides it when you pursue him and you pursue your righteous identity. When a bird pursues, pursues being a bird, he gets the worm, you know what I mean? Like a lily is a lily pursuing to be a lily and he gets really pretty flowers. You as a righteous human being, when you pursue your relationship with God, you'll be an embodiment of his love. You'll be a person that overflows his goodness. And then in that, you'll receive all that you need. We've got to get to the place where we pursue this relationship. Pursuing the kingdom of God looks like seeking after him in all things. Seeking after him in, in, in counsel and advice, handing over things like fears, emotions, or even some of the good stuff of, hey, God, I, I just don't know what to do right here. I don't know how to navigate this situation. What does your word tell me about this? How do I treat this person that's wronged me a little bit? Or how do I, how do I help this person follow after you today? God wants you to seek him in all the things. You know, the word seek actually just means to set your heart upon, to set your intentions, to narrow your focus on what is God, on what is the kingdom of God. So my challenge to you all, as you go about your life this next week and hopefully forever, but as you navigate your life this week, as you navigate your life tomorrow, just focus on the day that you're in. Don't be worried about next week. Don't be worried about next month. Be, be mindful of the day. Hey, God, I'm seeking you today. I'm giving this to you today. I, I'm giving you this issue today. We'll figure it out later. This doesn't affect me today, God. So what do I need to be effective today? This doesn't concern me immediately today, God. I'm giving it to you. I trust you. I'm exchanging this for your peace today. I won't be anxious over this anymore. I won't be mindful over this anymore. I'll be mindful of you today. Amen. I want you guys to bow your heads. I want to pray for you. Father God, I just thank you for every single person in this room tonight, Lord. I just thank you that you give us the courage to set aside some of these weights today, God, to, to relinquish some of these worries, to relinquish some of these things that have been holding us back, God, so that we can be free in our walk with you, free in this life that you called us to live. I thank you in the coming days that you lead us and you guide us and you bring this back to our remembrance that, that nothing should hold us back from our relationship with you. Nothing should hold us back in our pursuit of our call in our life. That if anything comes before you, God, that you give us the courage to relinquish it to you so that way you come first. 
thank you for every heart in this room, God. I thank you for every mind in this place, Lord. I pray right now that if there's any strongholds, any issues, any spirits of depression or, or anxiety, Father God, I just pray them away right now in the name of Jesus. No person leaves this place without your freedom tonight. No person leaves this place without your peace tonight because we're giving it to you. We're casting it on you. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We want to remind you, if you'd like to join us in person, we meet every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. here in Madison, Alabama. We are Ablaze Youth Ministries, grades 6 through 12. We hope to see you. Otherwise, be sure to keep on listening to the podcast.